I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Matlana, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Reporters who have indeed reassembled Andrew Hammond up there in Detroit, Michigan of the Detroit Free Press. Andrew, good morning, sir. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Uh, we were recording this on a Sunday, so uh, well, the second weekend or second or third weekend in February. I don't know. Time is a flat circle. Either way. It's Daytona Day, y'all. I'm glad you were about to say that because it is Daytona Day. And Bob Yo, Silverman ready, up there in New York City. You're ready to go left fast? Oh, they're going to go fast. If you ain't first, you last. And Bob Silverman knows that better than anybody else. He's pre-gaming in uh, Manhattan, New York. It's Bob Silverman of the Daily Beast. He's having a, he's having um, a morning cocktail. Yes, he's ready to go. He is just... I, I, I'm One, I'm in Brooklyn. Two, yeah. Like, well, no, you're uh, in Manhattan for the race. Like, that's what I assume. Like, Manhattan's where you want to be for Daytona Day. Brooklyn doesn't feel like a Daytona NASCAR spot, but man, Manhattan. You're gonna go right. I don't know. Uh, uh, you're going to go uh, to a nice I, steakhouse and watch it. There you go. I, I really don't know. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are Daytona. Like, I'm sure there are NASCAR bars here somewhere. New York manages to find bars for pretty much anything, so I'm sure there's a NASCAR bar. Have you somewhere. ever been to a Tennessee sports bar in New York? No, I went to a Georgia bar once. That's the closest I've gotten to a college football bar. Mm. What's the best Knicks bar, if you had to say? What's the best one? Uh, like the the local teams don't have their hmm. don't have that as much. Really? Yeah, that's like, fascinating. There's no like if you if you go to a bar here, there will and you know any of the big four teams are playing. They'll usually be thrown up on one on t on a TV somewhere. But if you want. Mm. A bar that caters to your specific fandom in New York, you can find it, um, but not for the local teams. The local teams mm-hmm. are just, you know, it's just sort of everywhere. Uh, like there is a, a Georgia Bulldogs football bar in the East Village. There's, there. I wonder if they still are, but for years they were a Cincinnati Bengals bar. Huh. So that if you were, <laughs> like, you would see, like, you'd be wandering around the East Village and you'd see a bunch of guys saying who dat outside the bar no um, not who dat bob that's saying who day who day yeah get your dats and days correct <laughs> like we uh, this is an over. anti-saints podcast we can't be having any who dats sure. in here bob no new right. Orleans. i'm sorry i'm sorry I, you, actually I, it's mardi I, gras I, week I, isn't it is it, it mardi is. gras week i believe it's mardi gras week i don't know really? have you ever been either of y'all been to mardi gras i've never been, uh, I've, never been to new orleans. I've never been to mardi oh. gras but went down to new orleans like um it was like a hey I'm stupid and I'm going to do some fun stuff in college. And we went down mm-hmm. uh, and went down, went back. And then, yeah, um, it's a not safe for work uh, topic, but yeah. yeah, I feel that. 
What's the it's best? A fam- this is a family show. This is a family show. What's the uh, what's the best Detroit uh, sports bar? Do you think? What's the main I, one you I, found? I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't frequent sports bars. Because yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing about mm-hmm. sports bars, and the thing that nobody really wants to talk about sports bars is sports bars are a ripoff. Hmm. Um, I'm sure there's some good sports bars, but I'm sorry. If I want to watch a game, I don't want to watch the game with guy who comments on the internet mm-hmm. uh, and, and his reply guy on the internet to uh, misogynistic tweets um, and is they just have a like, certain account. Well, not even that, company. but just, just sports debate guy is always in there. And or that that guy's on my fantasy team. I don't want. I just want to watch <laughs> the game. I don't want to hear your side conversation about your fantasy team. Like I just I because like so my friends and I we would go to, um, like we would go to a bar and watch NFL all day because they had this cool thing called Red Zone where literally it was like a thirty inch t- uh, thirty inch screen or thirty foot tall screen or whatever. Mm. That would just show the red zone channel all day. Um, it was really cool, but yeah, just no. no. Uh, there's a, there's sports a, bars are all the same. The place where uh, I, I gen, like annually, I would go with some New York media types. Yawn. To there's a, a German beer hall in Fort Greene that has very delicious sort of. Sausages and pretzels and and, beer and, fan, and fancy beers for people who enjoy that sort of thing. Um, and they have they'll put down they'll pull down the big projection screen for big NBA games. So that's mm. always a fun place to go. Pretzels are underrated. Like I got a pretzel at the movies last week, and I had not pretzels and mustard. You just a can't pretzel go wrong. at the movies. Yeah, it was it was delightful. It was so warm and wow. like it, it was it was mm. incredible. Speaking of the movies, this is like an early pick of the week here because it's not my pick of the week. I can just say it. My wife so, and I yeah. went to um, see Missing last night with Nia Long. Quite oh, good. Oh, yeah. How was that? Quite good. Nia, Nia Long, one of my yeah. future uh, <laughs> wives. Future wives. She's yes. available, Andrew. She is. Yes. Like, I could, I'm, I'm sorry. I could coach the uh, Boston <laughs> Celtics and not uh, do anything No, wrong. you could not mm. coach the Boston Celtics. I could coach the Boston to Celtics. Celtics. You know what you would do, I, Andrew? I, you wouldn't coach, coach the Boston the Celtics because you would be so committed to Nia that you would not want to waste no, I would just remind. That. I would just remind people that I am married to Nia Long. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Well, you could do that with just, the Celtics gig. It doesn't – it's not well, – I mean, I could just I, I could be a manager of an Applebee's and I would remind <laughs> people that I am married to Nia Long. Mm-hmm. I would say, hi, welcome to Applebee's. Oh, by the way, I am married to Nia Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she Nia's fantastic. How's your do day you think, going? Do you think that in this future world where you are married to Nia Long, she's going to require that you run an Applebee's? Do you, you, don't <laughs> um, think you know what? Hey, hey, you got a problem with that? You got a problem with a man working? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, oh, I'm Bob, not. oh, Bob's in, Bob's anti-employment uh, now. Wow. No, no, wow. I'm, that's I'm not. Wow. Critic- I'm not coming down on the service industry. I'm, it's a perfectly fine job, and uh, I'm just saying. You, you know, I, I I do feel like she's know, got I, enough money that you might not need that gig. I and I have always wanted to be a trophy husband. Um, okay. Okay. There like, you look, go. Look, 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 Dolly Parton's husband, like. They've been married for 40-something years, and he's just, hey, I love my wife. 
She's doing her <laughs> own thing. I'm at home eating, you know, cheesy puffs and, mm-hmm. and, and, and watching football, probably watching some Tennessee. Yeah, you could be Stedman. You could be the Stedman to uh, Nia Long's Oprah. Absolutely. Just just take me to the red carpet. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying you don't need to put in the 10-hour shift at Applebee's. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would never put in a 10-hour shift at Because this is a fantasy of yours where you're married to Neil Long and you're still like, <laughs> yeah, but I need to I need to punch the clock here. Well, I mean, but I'm a common man. You know, I'm the okay. common man. Okay, sure. I can't sure. let everybody know that, you know, my wife is completely loaded. I have to keep a low profile. You want your own side so money. you need so you don't can't let people know that your wife is loaded. You need to keep a low profile, but <laughs> I'm going to let people know that I'm married to Neil Long at front of house. You're saying hi, welcome to Applebee's. I'm married yes. to Neil Long. Bingo, bingo. Okay. We okay. just need to establish that it's called duality. Bob. Mm-hmm. Lean into it. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying some of the parts of this fantasy may conflict with your stated first principle. Don't care. It's your your jam, It's whatever. It's whatever. Rock out. You know, thank you. You're welcome. I think the main portion of what Andrew's looking for here is to find a way to marry Neil Long. I think that's the... I get that. I get that. Yeah. It seems like that's a big part of this. You know, like... Andrew, have you worked worked in the service industry before? Hell no. Okay. Hell no. No, no. I respect people that do so it. So you're going to use your marriage to Nia Long as your mm. as to get your foot in the door in, in at Applebee's. We all got dreams, Bob. Okay. It's true. I, I, I've been a I've been a busboy and a runner at at one restaurant. That's the extent of my service industry work. Y'all, I this is. I've also blow- done bartending. I've like catered. So yeah, I've done like bartending. I don't call that like service industry because you're kind of sort of a therapist. No, it's service industry. One hundred. No, that's a service industry. Like uh, as a well, long-term bartender in my twenties, it's a service industry job. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I have had a service. Industry yeah, it, job. it counts. Um, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, no, I bartended. Go, go, go back to what? Yeah, I was a te- I, like the only bartending I've done not at an actual bar with a shift. It's just uh, like a couple, a few here and there, like catering, catering industry type mm. things, where there's one may like where your only job is to just make the free drink and like hand out the the spiked punch that they have. So it's not like I'm required to make an old fashioned or a Manhattan or anything. Yeah. Like just to be clear. I can't I make those. those and just, just in case you guys want one, I can't make those. There you okay. Go. Yeah. Um, which naturally leads us to some sports conversation, guys. There's some naturally. sports that happened. Um, it's a Such weird day. Um, well, Bob, you and I were talking about before, Andrew, like uh, before you st- shot, jumped in here, it was like, it's kind of weird that we had just have nothing on on Sunday. Like there's no NFL to actually prepare for. There's no college oh, on Saturday. God. Like our weekends just kind of open back up. We're like, I think my wife and you I know. might go on a hike after this, after this. We have, are you, just, are you sure about that? What are, do you mean? Are you, are you sure about that? Because there's the XFL. Oh, no one's doing you have that. the USFL. I, I look, man, I'm all for, I'm not going to deny somebody trying to, you know, get a buck. Oh, you know, for sure. I'm just not watching. But man. like your Applebee's gig will marry mm-hmm. me long. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm just at a point with spring football where it will never be enough because one, hello, we're in America. And two, football is such an addiction for this country. Like I was looking at the rating for the Super Bowl, and literally up. 
like the big ratings, like the thirty, like thirty-four out of the top thirty-five shows of all time are literally Super Bowls, um, yep. other than Nash, which is pro- probably one of the most overrated sitcoms ever. But whatever. Um, yeah, just are we getting into Mash talk here? Are we <laughs> no, getting it's into all mash good. Talk? It's all good. Just wanted to get that shot in. But no, I look okay. at football, and it's just it feels like it's just too much. But it would be nice to let these sports just have a chance to breathe and mm-hmm. like build organic guys. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. What are you getting all huffy about? Here's pitchers okay, and catchers. Okay, so here's here's my question back this weekend. Here's, here's my too. here's my beef with that though. Mm-hmm. Um, if Major League Baseball is gonna be cool, they've got a perfect yeah. opportunity to do it. But here's the thing: they won't do it um, because you know their their regional sports networks are having issues. So it's like you're getting the opportunity to be to really have a chance to capture that spring, you know, time sports window. But they aren't going to do it, and it feels so empty because oh, we're just running you, up the clock until NBA playoffs and the NCAA tournament. There, there is an All Star game this weekend. You're not going to actually watch the NBA All Star game. Neither of you I are going to watch I, the NBA I mean, All Star game. Probably not. watch Zero it. Chance. I mean, like I'll check. It's one of those you keep on in the background. You know, like oh, okay, yeah. It's just not also, for me. The, the, the All Star game. <laughs> they killed a lot of the drama. Because Adam Silver wants to give everybody a trophy with the mm-hmm. whole oh wow we aren't going to do the millennials killed the All Star game <laughs> we, that's what you're going with today we, we aren't millennials destroyed all- chain restaurants and they're paying money for the avocado toast and they destroyed yeah the I'm sorry game. hey hey man avocado toast isn't that bad but no what I was going to say is the part. whole everybody getting picked you know we don't want anybody to get picked last for the All Star game like. You killed all the drama of, and plus it's pickup basketball. Of some guy getting guys, owned. Yes, we don't get to watch the joy of everyone like. Here's what here's what makes me upset about it though is that you've got the NBA All Star Game. You've got a game of what thirty to thirty two billionaires or millionaires and soon to be billionaires on the court. But oh no, but yes, go God forbid one of them gets picked last. I'm sorry, millionaire basketball player. You yeah. are picked last. Therefore, you suck at life. Here's your two hundred dollars. He's got Ask he's got go. a room You're full a of failure. agents yelling at him because he created a scenario where one dude is going to get owned for a day and then forget about it. Can you name the guy who Harden got picked last? I think when they yeah, but Harden year, right? Harden got picked last because. Um, because Kevin was Durant Le- wasn't going to do it because Kevin Durant it was Kevin Durant and LeBron and they were both they yeah. both decided to like. It was funny. But, uh, that but, was awesome. But also, but also, that was probably like a, I don't want to say it's an inside joke, but it was just like I think fig- I figured LeBron wasn't gonna do it, but then that's the, when it came a, it's, down to it's it. A game, it's a game for like the the basketball addicts like you and I, Andrew and Chase. Of course, we 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 partake in this. The casual fan is not paying attention to the drama between Kevin Durant and James Harden no. to suss out why that's important and very funny. It's just funny I mean, because there's the no point, drama there, but it's funny. The point is that, like, it's the the NBA is facing a very. I'm not going to get into, into sports ratings talk because I think the majority. Do of it, do it, Bob. I think the majority of it is, is just cord cutting and viewing. You are at, you're, but Bob, 
Bob, you're the two NBA. The line. NBA spent <laughs> all like, in. They spent they spent ten years leaning into the idea that 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 uh, social media um, that um, engagement was going to be a way that they could dominate sports, and it just hasn't worked. They they haven't figured out, and it's really bizarre to me because the the, the actual basketball product. The, the actual game on the floor is as good as it's ever been, but they've systematically devalued regular season games and um, players resting, which they're, by the way, not doing by choice. It's being done by teams because they want to win, and they realize that the 82-game schedule does not actually provide enough time off for these guys to recover. Is has made that only you know sicko addicts like like all of us are sitting there paying attention to these to a random Hawks Pistons game in late February or something like that. So, because yeah. also people like to gamble and it's- yeah, they haven't. They, I mean, look, I've said it on this podcast before. The way that if the NBA wants to recapture fan interest the easiest way to do it is to is to shorten the schedule but that will never ever happen no shorten the schedule and that'll never happen shorten the schedule set up set up distinct view like game time so there are games like two like tuesday like if you want to avoid the nba you have games like tuesday wednesday or avoid the nfl rather tuesday wednesday friday like saturday night and then like Sunday night, okay, you're going up against the NBA, the NFL for the first, you know, for the fall and the winter, but then it's all yours in the spring. You set up a very clear schedule so that everyone knows, oh, okay, Tuesday at 7.30, that's basketball time. That's the time when the basketball is on the TV. It's, and you make scarcity so that yeah, it's, these games have value. Football mastered this, right? Where you know exactly. And what Major League, I don't know if y'all have kept up with what MLS is doing. So MLS is back in a couple weeks. Yes, where they're only on Apple TV, but it's also only two days a week. It's they, everyone knows it's Wednesday and Sunday now. Yes. It is a smart way to go about it. And and, and the way that that MLS is doing it is because they do have the spring to fall window. Mm Mm-hmm they don't have to do it like European soccer. Like you can actually designate those times. Mm. And with a, with some of these teams who are playing in dual, you know, purpose stadiums for both soccer and football, it's really the only time some of these teams can play. Mm. Plus I feel like MLS knows their place and they aren't trying to like, they can say that they're trying to compete with, you know, the other sports, but they're running their own race and they're doing an effective job of it. Hi, Major League Baseball. Are I was going to say, I think MLS is ahead of, I think the NBA and the Major League Baseball are going to follow MLS's lead, which is funny because I feel like they are fighting following MLS's lead, which is going straight uh, streaming. And then those, ident- like seeding the NFL and college football and being like, they are always going to be on top. This is just not, we can't have the same kind of regular season. We can't do this, but we can do some steps to fix the regular season. We have to do something because the NFL regular season and the college football regular season are perfect entities. Well, and that is just not the case in these other yeah, sports. The, and the NBA needs to figure out a way to make the product actually more important because all yes. this league drama, yeah. the, idea that, the idea that NBA could be a 24, like a 12 month league and that people it has to fade who aren't mm-hmm. deeply addicted sickos like all of us here <laughs> in this pod 
yeah. are going to pay attention to all that stuff. That's it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to because because then you're competing with with everything that's on the internet as opposed mm-hmm. to just a sports league. And the NBA can't win that. Like it's NBA TikToks are not going to keep the NBA, you know, in the in the manner in the lifestyle it's grown accustomed to. But like. Can I can I say uh, something? Th- th- and on the same point, though, when this TV deal does come up, very very <laughs> next year, it's still going to be a, a giant boatload of cash. It's still going to do that. And and, and I just want to. Um, I'm sorry, but I get it. You got to mm-hmm. pat myself on the back. Okay, I thought, gonna, I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to dap there for a second. <laughs> no. Oh, God, okay. no. Uh, I just want to say two years ago, I had said that uh, ESPN acquiring every sport under the sun was a choice. Mm. And it's like, oh, yeah, we have more money than God. We can do that. Uh, now they're getting down to the point where it's like, which children do you care about the most? Because you're going to ha- you're going to have to fashion your your next ship for a certain amount of things that you can take on it you can't take everything with you yeah they're gonna what are you like, gonna have what are you gonna sacrifice him look turner said the same thing they're making noises of well we're not sure we can afford this next time or i mean i i predicted on this very program that one streaming platform is going to get a chunk of nba games in the do you next still feel game. that way yeah i still do also, Who do you think it is right now? Do you want to do you uh, real quick? Do you want to lock out? Like, do you want to take that on with a lockout? There's not going to be a lockout. There's not going to be a lockout. Oh, I don't, I don't think. I don't think the labor. I don't think the labor difficulties are in the NBA or. I I'm not going to be pro. I'm not going to be pro owner in this. I will just say that uh, the owners have some points, guy. Like like the players' union. Look, love y'all, but. Mm. The whole requesting trades. It's like you were not giving these. Owners. Oh, the requesting trades. Charles Barkley sitting there making a rant about, oh, these guys running around. The dude requested, the dude refused to play in Philly in the summer of 1992. No, that's and fine. That's why that's he ended fine. up in Phoenix. I, all I'm saying and is that. And then he like, refused to play in Phoenix and made it very clear he wanted to play in Houston when he got traded the next time. Come on. All I'm know? saying is the whole player empowerment thing, like you're giving the owners. The player empowerment thing meant a few superstars get to have a little bit more leeway in deciding where they want to do it. That has and not that, hurt. And, and now it turned into that everybody. Has, I think that is a minuscule, that has had a Minimal amount of uh, uh, impact on the number of people tuning in to watch and pay. Oh no! Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I minimal. Anyone blaming the player empowerment era for this drop off in NBA fandom when they were feeling very much themselves and like they were on the verge of, you know, oh maybe we can compete with the NFL. That is no, no. It's the 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 larger socioeconomic factors, the change in viewing habits, cord cutting, the way that fans consume actual sports. That is. The NBA could have instituted a hard cap and said, no, you're actually, once you sign a contract, you are wed to that team for life. Like, there are no, like, they could have eliminated trades and it wouldn't have done anything to change. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that what's happened between the last CBA that was signed up was until that? Was it 2015? Yeah, so that's when, Jamie? like, when they... <laughs> Jamie, when was the last? So I'm just saying, it was a ten-year like, contract. You made then, it twenty. No, it was 2014. It was a ten-year contract. Yeah. Thank between you. then and now. Thank you. 
and it's just like, mm, guys. I, I swear it is first factors that weren't entirely beyond the NBA's control unless you really wanted to say they should have had the foresight like to realize that 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 like so many properties that, that social media engagement is very different to 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 find to, to call profit from on anything but an individual level. But you know the, the, those mid levels players from the two thousands, they were a problem. And we're gonna tweet about it. And okay. that's going to drive people. <laughs> well, I'm more concerned. Like, it's not even just the player, like the player empowerment era. I think it was more hey, the con- it was the contracts for me hooper. that scared me about the future of the league. Do you remember the one to two year deals for LeBron signing the one and ones? And like when that, guys are holding teams hostage fine. on that. That's I'm so fine. That. that did not. No, what that, I'm saying that, is that I thought it was going to become a bigger thing. Like if it would not be good for the league if all the twist if Giannis started doing a one and one in, in Milwaukee. Why? It wouldn't be it would be neither Well, because good as nor a bad. GM, you can't build like you don't know okay. what you're building every single year. It's just Again, weird. I think it's the impact of that on actual like I I'm telling you. The actual impact of that on people who like watching basketball games and or attending basketball games, I swear it's more the fact that they that they're gonna that, that players take the second night of a back to back off. Oh, I agree with that. No, no, no. Off. I agree with that. I'm saying for me, that was something that scared me about the view, like how I viewed the product. I agree with you. Like that's not what the average fan who's going in. But for me, that was my biggest fear of where things I, were going. It didn't, it didn't bother me at all, but. Well, I just, I guess I just, in talking to games, like, I just, you look at it with the portal, right? Like part of what makes college football harder for a lot of these coaches now is that guys in the portal and you have to reload a quarter of your roster every off season now, but okay, it makes. But is, is college football fandom been, been impacted one iota from. Yeah. The I mean, college football ratings are going down. Like ratings are okay. down. And I think it's I'm not a what they've done number, is so they have made it impossible for college football fans. The average fan to keep up with the sport outside of their team because well, they don't know okay. where anybody is anymore because well, so many guys are moving so around. They, well, but the problem but isn't that secondary college. to the question of like the fact that, that all of these, that, that every, you know, power, that all these powerful conferences are consolidating and, and constantly switching well, places. And like that, that but, seems but the far problem, more important than the portal window. Yeah. Like the, the actions of the actual, you know, of the, of the SEC and, and, and the Big Ten. And I, I mean, is the SWC still a thing? Is the ACC still a thing? I don't know. But As an problem, extremely casual college sports fan, about, I honestly don't know if they still exist. Yeah, but the problem about college football was they took pockets of a regionalized sport, like massive pockets of a regionalized sport, West Coast, you know, Mid-Atlantic, Big Ten, SEC, all that, the Big 12 slash Big 8 Southwestern Conference. Like, they took all the major pockets of that, and they've consolidated them. But the great thing and what made college football good was you had those pockets, but within those pockets, you had more regional enhancement. The problem is, and I experienced this out West, is that, the caretakers of the sport, i.e. ESPN, Fox, all of this, th- when they began centralizing the main focus, especially ESPN, when it comes to the college football playoff, it turned everything else secondary. So if I'm an Oregon fan and I want to watch my team, who's you know second or third place in the Pac-12, play a game in November, I don't care if... What's happening with Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, whoever, if that doesn't have any bearing on 
what's happening with me out West, why would I want to watch? And plus, even like the, the quote unquote significant games that are being played are now playoff focused and playoff driven, which I get why. But at the same time, you're ignoring what makes the sport have that national appeal. And now you're it, it's a weird balancing act that they're trying to catch up to. But the money train and the differentiation between the money, between these schools and conferences and whatever, it's it's we're headed towards the the, the massive. Uh, yeah, but like, wasn't college, I mean, that's that's a decision by the by the networks wasn't college the, the appeal of college sports. And, and again, I'll speak to my very limited experience in college sports was as a as a rude T as a young lad being into Big East basketball. Okay, I watched a lot of Georgetown-Syracuse games, Georgetown-St. John's games, Villanova games, and Villanova-Pitt, you know, Villanova-Providence. Like, those regional games, granted, the appeal was until the Big East started getting big, those were, that was a regional appeal. And then the Big East got, because of Syracuse mainly, got hooked on the, on the amount of money that was available for, for football. And so they started bringing in football schools to the Big East. And then those basketball games just lost, just stopped being – all those rivalries just got watered down to the point where you didn't care about them anymore. And so that's when I stopped paying attention to Big East basketball. <coughs> but, like, in the late 80s and in the early 90s, those Big East games were – awesome because of the rivalries that have been built in and you can't do it when you start bringing in like South Virginia. Florida well, but, yeah, but the like, thing is if you compare if you compare those the a West Virginia which is a good mid-Atlantic to East Coast you know program in both football and basketball that carries a you know, because they essentially carry the weight of a state and you can have those rivalries and you can develop those things with a Georgetown, a Syracuse, what have you, it's great. But once you go into the South Florida region, because you are yeah, nobody wanting cares. to get, yeah, like Louisville, no problem at all. But what is the appeal of grabbing South Florida, which is a, you know, a pretty much a uh, commuter school, nobody really cares. And God forbid, you know, they make a run, which they did in 2007. Yeah, it's awesome. It, it brings the conference to the forefront, but you can't wish and hope for that long-term success. I'm I'm blaming Rutgers for this. This is entirely Rutgers' Those fault. Those bastards. So, yeah. Um, but but see, but the problem the is Gabagool. Well, <laughs> with but you're also seeing it in college basketball because why in the hell would Gonzaga look at the Big Twelve? Like in any other circumstance, you're like, why? But they see and they understand that the money for the college football train is leaving Does Gonzaga the station. have a football team? I should no, I do, don't, but no, no, they, so. don't. they don't have a football they team. Not? Okay. No, but they understand that the money train for basketball is going to dovetail with those contracts and all the money that's coming. They see, oh, I'm I'm gonna have to compete in this in, in in this new college basketball space that's evolving. 
yeah, why not talk to the Big 12? Because distance doesn't matter anymore. Well, it's also the be, Big 12 is right, just – I think what's interesting about the Big 12 and Brett Yormark, who was a long-time executive for the Nets, who's now the commission. Also, can I to say one thing? Hey, yeah. Big 12, yeah. Big 12, hey, buddy, mm. get that TV deal locked up because the Pac-12 doesn't have a TV deal. You don't well, I think either. the Pac-12 is going under. Like now, I, I'm looking really, more yeah. and more. I think the Pac-12 is about to be picked apart by the Big 12 and Wait, the Big well, 10. But I think we're going to be also, down to four big conferences after this is all said and done. I would say the Big 10 too. That's I, th- I think the Big 10 is going to is going to put their flag out west. Oh, and, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I think the Big 10 the Big 12 <laughs> just pick apart. They yeah, break yeah, up the yeah, Pac-12 yeah. and pick who they want. Okay, so as someone who's not a yeah. college sports fan. So the ACC that doesn't exist anymore. No, it that, exists. ACC exists. The ACC is in okay. a tough spot cuz they have a long they have a grant of rights deal that lasts for like another 12 <laughs> okay. years. So if they can, do can not have ex- that, the ACC's over. Can we just explain to Bob like mm-hmm. what kind of what uh, it was a it was a smart move then. It was mm-hmm. they made a smart investment back in 2014, but then like the entire market flipped on them, and so now mm-hmm. it's like you're stuck in this really crappy deal, and one of your biggest money makers, Notre Dame, can literally just go. Is Notre Dame in the ACC for non football mm-hmm. for everything everything outside of football? They are in. But the thing okay. is, they can sit there and go, you know what? This whole Big Ten thing, the fact that we can get on Fox, CBS, NBC anytime we want. And we really, it's like, we really don't need to be in this conference. Mm-hmm. Like they can, like the buyout for Notre Dame, it's, it's a significant buyout, but it's like, you can count on one hand how many schools could pay that buyout and you just go, oh. But also Notre Dame uh, didn't want to pay a two-point-something million-dollar buyout I was hoping you would bring that up. Uh, the poverty franchise that is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish who uh, oh, took their perspective yeah. offensive court. Bob, this is some Nick stuff. Like, this is something the Knicks okay, would do. very Nick stuff. This is very Nixian, where they brought okay. in Andy Ludwig, the current offensive coordinator at Utah, was seen at a basketball game, a Notre Dame basketball game with I current it was head a coach game. or hockey game. Yeah, it with, was introduced at the hockey game. Yes, Marcus Freeman is their head coach, and he was sitting next to Andy Ludwig. Uh, so it just seemed like a formality because they were together. Like he's current Utah. Why else would they just bring him out in public and the two of them be seen? And then they reportedly did not want to pay the two point whatever buyout to bring him in uh, away from Utah. So they ended up promoting from within uh, their tight ends coach. And we'll see. But I mean, his offense is pretty it's, anemic. Where so they been lost before. their off. I'm just trying to understand. So, okay, so they, they, went to Alabama. They lost their OC to Alabama. Yeah. To Alabama. So what I'm trying to figure out, and maybe I don't know if I, I'm pretty sure it hasn't come out as to where and who stopped, you know, the, 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 the train of this rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and if it has come out, I apologize. But I'm wondering, is it the AD, Jax Warbrick, who was like, you know what? I don't know if we can do that. Or is it the administration? Because that's where I, I feel like, especially with a school like Notre Dame, you've got to have alignment from the top on down. And so we – I, I'm not saying that I'm blaming Jack Swarbrick or he shouldn't go without blame on this, but for somebody who has been as 
Oh, does it make money? Sure. I'm down. Um, is it just him or is this a situation where, oh, it's people above me who are making these things and sorry, I would love to, but I can't. That's where I feel like with Notre Dame, you've got to have the conversation because Brian Kelly left what uh, winter of 2021. And one yes. of the reasons why he didn't feel like he was supported. So is it? They didn't win a lot of games though. They were bad Dude. under Brian Kelly. No, he's there. You can make the case. He's the best Notre Dame coach of all time. Yeah, you can okay. make an argument. All right, never mind. Um, never mind. Continue on. Sorry. But, but, but the problem is, I think, especially in this space now, with the way college football is evolving, and it's becoming an arms race, not just with facilities or with NIL, but it's tr- like you've got to have a five-pronged attack when it comes to how you're going to build a successful and sustainable program. Uh, because there are some programs that are just like, you know what? We may have to take a step back for a few years and then wait for the market to come back to us. If you're Notre Dame, why are you doing that? Is it because a, you know, we're trying to stick with our morals academically, which. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, cute, wonderful, congratulations. But at the same time, you probably do have the money to just leave the ACC once the Big Ten's like, hey, you, you, you hate being – Notre Dame's in the tra- Midwest. It's in Indiana. That's yeah, in you have natural field. rivals built in, and you can basically do whatever you want. But until Notre Dame is financially impacted by a college football playoff where they're shut out, which people want to say, oh, yeah, Notre Dame used to join a conference. No, they don't. Not anymore, especially with the expansion. Like, that's yeah, it's, definitely it's, gone. It's like, why? It's like, why would I take a pay cut because y'all broke? You also got your own network. Like, you just, you're the NBC network. Like, that's just, you have this great thing on Saturdays yeah. where, yeah. Um, to transition a little bit, Bob, what sure. if the Jets sign Derek Carr or trade for Ryan Tannehill? Are you there now? Because I don't. Was that an or? Was that an or? That was an, an or. or. I think it's one of the two. I think they oh. either trade for Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I, I don't think they. I think in reality, well, what about Rodgers? I think Rodgers is I think, out. I, I think, I think he's going to retire. Say, he's going to be a man. No, I think he's going to come out of his four-day darkness retreat. Which, by the way, well, beautifully. He's going. He's he's going into his cave for four mm-hmm. days. Um, is he still dating Evangeline Lilly? Are they no. are they uh, broken up? He was dating Charlene Woodley for a while. Oh, I thought I it was. I, th- I thought it was Evangeline Lilly. No, it's Charlene Woodley. Oh my my from my the Divergent are... series. Yeah. From the, um, I'm sorry, I got my leads confused. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. That's Oops. okay. No, she is not, not my a, demographic. Shalene uh, Woodley is the crunchy new age actress that he's dating. Evangeline Lilly is the lost and Ant Man of the Wasp star, who's also a little anti vax But no, he's dating Shalene Woodley, mm. and everyone wondered, okay, why is Thoreau Rogan dating this uh, woman who has, <laughs> like, who? Why is he dating the actress who is at Standing Rock protesting the pipeline? So, because that seemed like an odd match. 
Mm-hmm. Throw Man. Rogan. Uh, like the, the, the names that, that came up. No, no, no. I remember <laughs> that day, the names that came up, I just sat there and I'm like, I'm watching society just kick yeah. so much ass right now. They're having fun. Uh, why is Throw Rogan dating this far left actress? And uh, if you talk to anyone in California, there is. <clears throat> You get a little horseshoe theory where those the where the people on the on the left and the right they sometimes cross over on the other side of the, the spectrum. But leaving aside his his politics as they were, um, I'd have to put a tank top back on and start standing up like McAfee if we were going to go there. But uh, I don't think he's. Uh, I think he's going to say he wants to stay in Green Bay at the end of this, and I think the Jets sort of kind of know Bay that. Want him though. Yeah, I think they will. They'll take another year. I, think I don't know. Did you read the Bob McMinnon and uh, Tyler Dunn report? Yeah. What did they say? They, you got to read it because they they said a lot, but ultimately, it sounds like they're done. They're down with they're done with the Aaron Rodgers. Then, experience. then I have a feel. Then he's going to the Raiders. I don't think the the Rodgers to the Jets thing is. Yeah, I don't happen. think it's the Raiders either. Do you, do you know where I think he goes? Where? I, I think, think he ends up in Tennessee. I think he's uh-huh. a Titan. My gut tells me he's a Titan. He he either goes Tennessee or he's looking somewhere in the AFC because I think he wants I think he wants out of the NFC. Well, he's definitely well, going to the, the AFC trade him because I think the, the yeah, the, yeah the Packers are going to keep him out of the division. Uh, I yeah. think so. That's why yes, I think the Jets are eyeballing Derek Carr. I think it's Carr before it's uh, I think it's it's going to be Carr or Garoppolo, but I think it's probably going to be Derek Carr. I think Garoppolo ends up in Miami, and then I think why you think two is retiring. You can't go into next year with a full like you cannot go in with just Tua, like you have to bring in competition. You have to prepare. Like how many concussions has he had to this point? Like is it still safe for him to play football? Like why is Tua still playing football? Tua is going to still play football. Why? I mean, is he safe? is. It's not but safe like, for anyone to play football. I think Tua that's gonna- true. But I mean, he just had. I mean, we saw some scary stuff with Tua this past year, and I. I don't know. I don't think you can go into next year as with Miami and be like, "All right, we're I set." Thought, I thought this was Jets talk. I don't know why this is Jets talk. Well, Dolphins. I just I wonder for you because you started off like taking away the off the field stuff with Aaron. Like, were you excited about the prospect? Just what Aaron Rodgers okay. could do Let's with this Jets? I had core. no idea about his fondness for Ivermectin. So let's mm-hmm. let's let's live in that world for yes. a second. Ivermectin unitis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why wouldn't I? Would I not? Um, would I be excited for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets? Yeah, I mean, sure, I'd get behind it. I'd watch. I'd mm. it'd be, it'd be whatever. I'd, I'd, I'd get into the right mindset by the time the actual regular season started. And would start. it be harder or worse than the Favre Jets era? Like, did you have to? Uh, like, what? What, what are the, I, the I differences? Was, 2008, 2008 I was I was working on a bunch of plays and I wasn't paying much attention to the Jets at mm. that point but I was certainly aware of the Jets far of era uh yeah mm. I feel like the those late career moves with greats like they were it worked with Brady for one year but I just feel like those don't pan out ever mm. it's a short term like the, I, I was, I was interested, I I was interested in drafting Anthony Richardson, but you college football knowers were like, no, 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 yeah, you don't want you that. Don't he sucks. Want that. You don't. It's not that See? he sucks. It's that, like, when you are, like, when he's good, it's fantastic. When he's bad, hide the women and children and turn that away. Sounds like, that sounds like the ideal New York Jets experience. But do you, but do you want a black version of Zach Wilson? Well, we've already had Zach Wilson, so we're, we're already. Do, but but but, do you want a melanated version of Zach Wilson? 
Because that's uh, what you're going to be getting. Okay. So I, I have a I feeling. I have a feeling they. I have a feeling just because of the the how what the damage would do to their cap and the amount of draft picks it would cost. They figured that two years of Derek Carr as a caretaker. There's nothing wrong with trading five second round draft picks. They're not trading like far like Rogers is going to cost this year's first and 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 and, and probably next year's too. Don't, don't they have multiple first like in the next like no, year or two? No, 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 no. They spent all those already. Oh, already, okay. oh that was from the all, Jamal Adams trade, they, right? Yeah, they cashed all those yeah. in to get Garrett Wilson and Jeremiah hmm. Johnson and all those guys that they got the last two years. And, like, and, all good uh, picks, though, by the way. Joe, Joe Douglas has done a great job there. He's done a solid job. The first year wasn't great. Mackay Becton was not, he's not looking like I think it was a good pick. pick. It's just injury prone. Like, if he's healthy, he's good. Well, then it's not a good pick. Mm, I don't know. I don't fault guys for injury stuff. Also, there, were injury, there were injury concerns about Mackay Becton leading into the draft. It's why he, he didn't go higher than 13th or 12th. Did y'all hear about uh, Mel Kiper saying he's going to retire if Baltimore drafts Bijan Robinson? Really? And guess no. what? I kind of want to see it. Well, the Do Falcons it. are going to beat him to the punch, so it doesn't matter. What are the Falcons? Oh, oh, oh I, I'm going to love yeah, the Falcons. Speaking of quarterbacks, what are the Falcons doing next year? Desmond Ritter, they're going to ride. Are they riding with Desmond? Are they going to ride with Desmond Ritter? They, they kind of sort of have to, at least for the next two years, at, at most the next two years. I the, think... the Falcons aren't going to be able to get one of those top 10 QBs. So, I mean, unless here's my thing. Like, look, I love Lamar. I think he would be great in Atlanta. But he doesn't have the receiving. He doesn't have the receiving weapons. He doesn't have the running weapons. He doesn't have the line. I mean, I mean, I, when you throw it to Kyle Pitts, there you go. That's not enough. Drake London like, was the well, best rookie receiver this past year. Drake London's it was, a star. It was He's actually Garrett Wilson, but that's okay. No, but, it, was, uh, it was Drake London. Many years. I mean, there's London. there's an award. Jameson Williams is Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams had had knee issues. So, um, so congratulations. Jamison yeah. Williams caught one long touchdown. Congratulations to Jamison Williams. Go Bama. Um, but Drake London, there's an award that the NFL mm-hmm. gives out. Really? Not just the best that. wide receiver, but the best offensive rookie. And mm. I don't think Drake London won. But did he win the best PFF rookie receiver because of oh, Drake God. London did win that? Oh, God. Okay. All right. So congratulations. Hey, I was going to say, uh, Chris Collinsworth <laughs> is going to send him a 50 Hey, hey, thanks so for that doesn't that. answer the question. Mm-hmm. Where who's playing quarterback for the Falcons next year? So it's not Lamar. Lamar is either signing a long term contract with the Ravens or getting franchised by the Ravens. He's not and, going anywhere. And if I'm the Ravens, I still do the one years. I did keep franchising until the wheels fall off. That's what I'm still doing with Lamar. But I'm also and I feel bad for the Ravens in the sense that, like, it seems. I do not to feel me, bad for the Ravens. Bad for the Ravens. No well, one feels I, bad for the Ravens. No, they're, because they're, look, the they've pre- been good forever. They no, what I'm saying is the reason. I think what they're pro like a it's probably extremely co- complicated to negotiate with Lamar based on his negotiating like representation, right? Isn't it his mom? Is that or is it him? It's is it's it, it's just like it's mom and like a group of advisors, but he's right. essentially this on the front not line. Answering the question of whom is playing quarterback for the well, no, the only thing I was going to say about Lamar, like I just feel like the Cleveland situation just ruined Again. a lot of these QB negotiations for a lot of these teams. I think I think I think I think Robert, uh, Mister uh, Sir Sir Robert Silverman, mm-hmm. Sir really Robert, wants an answer here. Brave, brave Sir Robert, yeah, yeah what? Um, I think it has to be Desmond Ritter because I think the offense, like this roster, is still a bottom five roster They're in the NFL. Bad. 
And I just don't think you bring in a better and win now quarterback with this group. I don't think Lamar moves the needle to make this team a Super Bowl team. Uh, the, I, it, I will be stunned if Lamar Jackson is playing for anybody but the Ravens. Next I year. would agree. Be, so even for a a a Deshaun Watson type ransom of draft picks, mm. I I I it, the Ravens need him more than any other team. No team is going to invest that much of capital because Lamar, unfortunately. Keeps getting hurt. You cannot count on Lamar Jackson playing a full 16 or 17 now game season. Mm-hmm. And that's why you cannot say, okay, we will give up all the picks because we are a quarterback. There are a limited number of teams that are a quarterback away and will and and would be able to invest that in Lamar Jackson when you just the don't. There has not been a year. The Vikings could. Yeah, that's the one team. Now, they they won't the do Kirk, it. They're riding the Good Kirk answer. wave. Well, but, but yeah, no, it's it's really like we're down to nut cutting time when it comes to that uh, Kirk Cousins contract. Like it's like, hey, hey guys, this is probably going to be it. Um, yeah, only way he stays is if they go to like to an NFC Championship game, which the NFC is going to be wide open. And um, I know really? we talked about you it. You don't think? The Eagles are the prohibitive favorite. I mean, I mean, I, 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 no, I meant to say the NFC North is wide open. Oh, well, okay. I mean, the Eagles um, are probably not getting back. Most Super Bowl losers don't get back. And I don't, still, I don't, like, here's like, I don't know about that. Game. I don't know about that. Like, in, in the, I would say pre 2014, 2015 I age, think, I think it's I hard to, it. it was harder to, but now, like, with, with, with everybody on, con, Still on young to relatively uh, affordable yeah. contracts. Basically, uh, the Jalen Hurts is not getting thirty million a year this like next year, so you can still go off Jalen's rookie contract. That's yeah, right. like, and you've got enough talent there. Like, I would be more stunned. than enough. Well, I don't think they were getting... even better than the Niners this year. The Niners win that game, I think, if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt. No, I think what oh they God, did to no. that no. Jalen Hurts was bad. No. They really were wrecking Jalen Hurts. It was three but, and out, three and well, out. They, you but, take but away that Devontae Smith non catch. They, they they adjusted though. But here's the thing. I don't trust Kyle Shanahan to walk me across the street. I would let Kyle Shanahan walk me across the street. That would be fun for me. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good short maybe, idea. Maybe, maybe get a coffee somewhere after we I, cross. I, the I'm street. sorry. I just don't trust Kyle Shanahan's method of essentially moneyballing the quarterback position to get me over the hump. I mean, he has. They're going to have they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, look. They're, they will twice. Uh, the, they're gonna go like I think I think next year's the Trey the Trey Lance thing finally happens. Well, it's funny you bring up the Trey, Trey Lance thing, Bob, there, because it's Trey gonna Lance, have to because everybody else is yeah. hurt or gone. Right, and what I think Trey do? Lance resurrect Joe Montana. Hey Joe, <laughs> you, you got it. There, there, there was a very nice long form right Thompson profile of 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 what Joe Montana's up to now. I highly recommend it. I there, still need to I still need to read that. It's in my um. It's in, in your draft folder. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say about the Trey Lance thing and that when you were asking me about the quarterback, I think prior to the Brock Purdy injury, because I think Terry Fontenot would have drafted Trey Lance had the Niners not traded up to take him right before the Falcons did in that draft. Right. They gave away a fortune to get him and could have just sort of sat there with Justin Fields, but it was taking Mac Jones who would have just been fine for them and would have gone to the Super Bowl. Like he's healthy. He would have been fine. Like Kyle Shanahan doesn't need a, an elite do it all kind of quarterback to of course make. if but you understand the risk if Trey Lance pans out having not just 
not just a quarterback capable of hitting all the throws and the, the, all the short throws and all the timing plays in a Kyle Shanahan offense, having a guy who can also create off platform like Trey Lance would have yeah. supercharged that team. And it still can. Like, Trey Lance he hasn't not, played football in like three years. He true, but he did other things in that time. I'm sure he picked up some hobbies. And he had like one know? year of tape at North Dakota state. It's not like the dudes played a bunch of competitive football to this point. I don't know. He's just a huge unknown. And I also think that I, it, I would not be surprised if, I mean, they could bring in a, a. I'm sure they'll be bringing in like. They're bringing in somebody else. Ryan Kyle Tannehill. is not just going in with an injured Ryan, they'll Brock. Have Ryan, and they'll have Ryan Tannehill hip pocketed when things go south. I, I can see Matt Ryan being signed. I can see Matt Ryan going back. Like, like, they Matt did Ryan it with Mr. Irrelevant. I feel just, like Kyle. Just ride Kyle it with Trey like Lance. It, here's the thing the more of a Trey Lance type in the league right now, you're going to be more successful with it than you are dragging Matt Ryan or Ryan Tannehill into that offense. Just mm-hmm. ride it with Trey Lance because he fits a more modern style NFL offense. Yeah, go for it with Trey Lance. Why, look, yeah. you, you will have, uh, I'm sure, Brock He doesn't have a choice. And it's not like you're... And He's having UCL surgery. He's having like the Tommy John surgery, yeah, right? Yeah, he's getting, he's, yeah, he's getting TJ. Um, he'll, but be, he'll be fine. He doesn't need it's, that it's, arm. And it's not like you're in a division <laughs> he's got that's two. difficult. Like I'm, like, I'm looking at the Rams. The Rams are just like, look... We're the Rams in it did for their the thing. Kids. They spent all their picks. They won the Super Bowl. This is the now they're paying for it. This is the yeah. hangover years. For the they Rams. well, they the, and they're kind of like about to hit a Leeds United stretch of hey, we went oh, all in. Another sport I don't know. Come on. I know. Oh my gosh. So basically, it's like we're going well, all I guess in. It's so unfair to me. I know. I'm so. I'm so sorry, Bob. You um, don't seem sorry. That didn't seem like I'll, a sincere hey, you know, apology. Here's, he, hey, here's a dime. Call someone who cares. Um, wow. One, I think it costs a quarter to pay phones. Okay, old man. Oh, inflation? Thanks. Inflation? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I mean, I think I, I look at where the NFC West is for San Francisco, and, yeah, it's a very winnable division because it sucks. Um, mm. Nobody wants to be around Kyler Murray's contract. Oh, or Kyler Murray. I'm not sure which one. Did, did anybody you all wants see the clips around. of Gammon of the new Cardinals coach? I did not see the press. It's about the one I've where he walks over to find Kyler working out in the gym where he he tries. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Him. And he starts channeling Michael Scott. It's quite mm. delightful. Oh no, it's weird. And it's and also I just feel bad for Cardinals fans because 29 years old. By the way, I don't feel bad for Cardinals. Oh wait, he's 29. The, the Cards' defensive coordinator. They brought him in from Philly. He's 29 years old. Mm-hmm. How Youngest, old is Steve Belichick? He's, uh, he's he ageless. He's I am. Old. I am so excited for Steve Belichick to take over, uh, and it's either going to be him or Gerard Mayo. Um, which VFL? Huh? VFL Gerard yeah. Mayo. Yeah. Um, Tennessee yeah, volunteer. He but yeah, um, it's going to be one of those two guys that's going to take over when Bill retires after like this year and next year. Um, because I feel like Bill is definitely over it, and the fact that he outlasted Brady, he can go. Hey, and he beat he beat George Hallis for F's sake. He's the winningest coach of all time. I feel like yeah. he's he's on top. He gets yeah. to pick. When he, he is, but, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's gonna leave like within the next two three years. Um, but I don't know. The man's an I, addict. I'm excited like, for like, he's a lifer. He's he is. Totally I'm excited for Steve life. Belichick to uh, to to take over. 
You, um, you don't want to see a, a ratty mullet uh, being a head coach? Yes, I do. I yeah, see, yes, I you wanna, do. I want yes, to see Nepo Yeah, I do. You know I want, what? I'm, I'm absolutely in for the for the Patriots' fallow years when their He's, nepotism hire crashes and burns. That's, well, that's and, and it's, it's going to be hilarious because you could legitimately have uh, Steve Belichick as a – New New England version of Jerry Granville in terms of just kind of like a, a portly little fellow with a mullet, um, but he's then in fine shape. I wouldn't call him but, portly. That's but the he's, but he's the a, OC could be Charlie Weiss Jr., who uh, I believe he's still at. Um, is he still at Ole Miss? I'm pretty sure he's still at Ole Miss. Yeah. So like you could have Charlie Weiss Jr. as the OC in uh, in in New England. Uh, you know, Matt Patricia, which uh, is like a four-letter word here in Detroit, by the way. Mm. Uh, you have him as the D.C. I think he's officially the D.C. now. Who? Um, Matt Patricia. No, or, Steve where, Belichick's the official D.C. Okay, so so what's what's Matt Patricia doing? Because like, They haven't got, found out his role. They are still like, because his contract, I think, was up, and I think Joe Judge was up, too. Or I think Joe Judge is still staying on offense, but they haven't figured out what to do with Patricia's role. Yeah. And then Gerard Mayo, just, I think they're going to give it to Gerard Mayo because I think part of the reason he's not doing these other jobs and like why he's not. Why he's not interviewing too much yeah, is I think because he's the assistant coach anyway. I think they're, yeah. I think the plan, the succession plan groomed. is dropped. He's yes, to be groomed. the takeover. I think it's Gerard Mayo. Um, last thing here before we get in our picks of the week. Andrew, yes. why the Celtics will win the East this year? After don't, the don't, don't, jinx it, they don't, jinx it, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. I am not. I am. I have not hit the emotional investment stage of a Celtics uh, deep playoff run, i.e., finals run. Andrew, explain this to me. How did you come to Celtics fandom? Because this is a question we haven't answered on the pod, and I'd like a clear answer here because it is evil. Chase. 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 I need an origin story. Chase. This is going to be a short, so just... just I, I, are you doing the Bill Simmons... Turn, uh, Kyle, turn the TikTok camera on. Yeah, I lo- Kyle, yeah. turn the TikTok camera on. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, <laughs> because people have asked me this, and so like when I was like three, or four years old, uh, my dad rented um, two tapes. It was... was... One of them Celtic Pride? <laughs> no, God, no. This? God, no. Okay. Great movie. But no, okay, so when I Awful was like movie, four years yeah. old, my dad rented... Uh, so when the NBA had uh their video deal but they had like documentaries on like the the stars and legends of the game he rented two tapes it was the magic johnson uh little biopic not biopic but documentary Wait, i just want to get a time frame here when so like 1992 93 so he went to blockbuster and he picked yeah something like that so he got <laughs> okay. so he got the larry bird one and got the magic johnson one and i remember okay. they were sitting on top of the tv because it was one of those wood panel tvs Back in the day, love those. Um, and I remember the next morning, I all I could find was the Larry Bird tape. So I watched it, and uh, you know they would always, you know, because NBA on NBC, which might be coming back, um, was showing a Celtics game. And I remember, like, oh yeah, that's Larry Bird. I recognized, oh, he was from the thing. And so, like, watching the Celtics in seeing some of the stars that they had, like D Brown, um, you know, Reggie Brown, Lewis, Rick Fox, or, Kevin Gamble. Like, Faith, but, but the thing is, Faith, it, it, it was so funny because it's like, Brian uh, Shaw. Let's yeah. D, I had a Dino, I had a Dino Raja Jersey. Um, yes. Yes. 
But the thing wow. is, it was the 90s, so that was like a lost decade for the Celtics because there was some guy named Michael Jordan dominating the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah. Heard he's a, a, you know, a scratch golfer, whatever. Um, the Knicks had, had something like a double-digit winning streak against the Celtics in that stretch. Yeah, also. it was it, yeah, because they would only be the Celtics. The, the Celtics would only be on TV, and this is when, like the the Turner deal and the NBA yeah, yeah, on yeah. NBC deal were very bare bones, and nobody was complaining about the bias of seeing. We're getting, a, we're, we're getting Michael Jordan every weekend. Yeah. yeah, you're getting Michael Jordan every week. I'm so sorry that you're getting a sixty-five, you know, dollar New York strip every Sunday. Sorry, um, but you would only see them once or twice on TV because the, one, they were so bad. And two, it was like the They're NBA's TV deal was so bare bones, but yeah, like I, I had a Dino Ross Andrew LeClerc and oh God, that's, that's taking me back. And then I had a personalized <laughs> starter jacket uh, of, of the Boston Celtics and Eric Williams, Providence's oh own Eric Williams, Eric Montross. Eric um, Montross. Like there, there was a time where this Ugh. this team was just, yeah. But so the Larry Bird like tape, I never, I never actually found the Magic Johnson tape. So I always blame my dad that he's gonna be like he was hoarding the Magic fan. Johnson tape from you. So he kept yes. the Magic Johnson tape. Well, he yes. kept you but, for a lifetime of being like. One of the Lakers kids or the Lakers. Oh God! Like I, I'm sorry, I could not be a Lakers fan because it's you could, just you could have you were a misplaced VHS tape away from being a Lakers fan. Oh, Come on, God. man! But here's here's the thing about Lakers fans. That's true. Lakers fans want you to feel sorry for them after they would after their annoying and arrogant and con- and consistent whining over why everybody should come to LA and everybody has photoshopped a picture of, Hey, is this guy a halfway decent NBA star? Andrew, like, you were this close to being a Kobe stand. That's how close you were. I love this Kobe, close. but no, no, but I'm no. saying a Kobe stand, a Kobe. Who's like, actually Kobe is uh, one of the, was better than Michael. Jordan. I would, I would, I would be pulling actually, that Kobe's and career was better than LeBron James. Yeah. I would be, you would have, you would have said the, that's guy. what you would have been. Oh God! Were it not for your that. dad hoarding the the, the Michael the Magic I Johnson I don't. Tape. Here's the thing, man. I like I I love the Lakers franchise in terms of the historic and cultural significance they hold, but their fan base, I swear to God, is a bunch of crybabies. Oh, fan base. Oh, right. Like the oh, okay, okay, Affleck. Like the Celtics fan base is so much. I know. Here's here's the thing about the Lakers fan. Lakers fans will want you to feel sorry for them when it's like, hey. We know your team is, is a piece of crap this year, but they <laughs> want to sit here. Every fan base is insufferable. They're no, all no, they, insufferable. No, 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 no. Lakers fans, fans are, are insufferable. People like them. Lakers fans are insufferable because they want you to feel sorry for them while they're while, while they're reminding you, they're I the next su- my team sucks at leader. life. Please feel sorry for me. Nobody feels sorry for you. Sixers fans are insufferable in their own fancy trust Sixers, the process kind of way. Just, Knicks fans in their really self-flagellating fans. way are insufferable. That's, like, has anyone ever said a Hawks fan's insufferable, though? 
I don't think I've no, ever heard do, anyone do, be. Do the Hawks actually have fans that go to the arena? Wow. Because wow. there was a point. There was a point where it was like, oh, why is everybody? Why is a Phillips Arena so packed? It's like, oh, that's right, because the Lakers are in town. Okay, that back to the Celtics. I don't like where we pivoted here. Back to the Celtics. Is it still Phil, called Phillips Arena? What no, did it's they State no, it's, it's State Farm Arena. Oh, okay. But we you know when they hey, hey, when they called it Phillips Arena. <laughs> And the Lakers, speaking of which, have they officially dropped the crypto.com arena? No, they are holding they are holding on to that thing. They, yeah, no, it is so like when all, when all getting, the, like I am here for every single franchise and or and or player like Tom Brady who got swept up in the crypto craze and is now I'm, getting and is now having to spend so much money on lawyers. Paul Pierce. They rounded up Paul Pierce in the crypto dragnet. That means they got him and Kim Kardashian. They got him and Kim Kardashian. Paul Pierce cannot post. I I think he still has not learned how to post an emoji yet. (laughs) That wasn't some like MS Paint clip art. And yet he has been. The feds are after Paul Pierce, in case you missed it, for his statements about he's doing crypto ads. I'm I'm, I'm excited for the whole like. When everything was going down with FTX, it, it felt like Crypto.com Arena is just sitting there looking like, "Hey, please, please don't look this Mistakes way. Mistakes were don't made. Look this way. Mistakes please. were made. You know, it's like it's, but no, it's it's not even don't, that. They are. It's, they are, it's the Lenny from the Simpsons. Yes. Don't let them live like this. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't look over here. Please don't look over here. Just oh god, please please, mm, please don't do it. No. Oh, okay, God, now I'm it. glad we got the origin story, and I'm glad that it somehow involves Andrew Clerk. This is this is good. This is good lore on the Andrew yes. Hammond story to have. Yes, there we go. Deep lore. Uh, Bob Silverman, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, I already said it. I said read the right Thompson. Uh, okay. Joe Montana profile. I got one in this week. I'm very proud of myself. There you go. Did a good job. Uh, Andrew, what about you? What's your pick of the week? Um, I don't have a pick of the week, honestly. Wow, pulling a Bob. Mm-hmm. That was um, a Bob I mean, because I'm just I'm trying to figure out like what like, what was the best thing you read or watched last this past week over the last seven days. You know, content. What's the good tent? Mm-hmm. Tent. Um, no, so I, I will say that I saw Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, or no, in Quantum Mania. It you know you what did? it was. It was <laughs> a great breadcrumb. Like they pull out, they put, they put, they place the breadcrumbs. For the next phase you're, you're, of the you're MCU, you bought into the Marvel's Ponzi scheme entertainment yes. plan. Yes, um, okay. actually, you know, you know, one of the best things I I have read this week is the fact that uh, Disney. I was actually listening to it on a, a podcast. And they were talking about Disney um, essentially going, "Hey guys, we're going to bring in all of these uh, big wigs in into our uh, into you know board of directors, all that, and the design of it." is to essentially go on the cheap on things and, and, and spend less money and it's going to impact an, so many things. So that would probably be my article last year on defector.com on by McGarry talking to uh, the actual people who do the S like the special effects for Marvel and the mm-hmm. way in which it's farmed out to, you know, the, the way that it's populated by all kinds of exploitations that you might expect under capitalism, and it's why the, the visual effects in Marvel movies are often absolute trash, despite having all of that Disney money. There's another. There you get two recommendations from me. Read, there you go. read the talk from actual people who do visual effects 
in movies about why yeah. their product is bad. And and the line. reason and the reason I had said that is uh, while I was talking about you know with Disney is it's going to impact sports because they've they have really kind of bought into the you know embracing sports with all their different brands and integrating it. And we're getting to a point where the people who are going to be, you know, leading Disney into the future, like basically Bob Iger told Jimmy Pataro, dog, it's over. don't get too attached to basketball. <laughs> it's like, I know you love, I, I know you love the shooty hoops, but buddy, Gravy don't train get too has attached. Turned off. Don't, don't get too, or it's like, do you love it that, do you love it that much? Like he's just, he just comes to him like in a calm, like Christian Bale, like American Psycho. Do you love it that much? Okay, that's scary. Do you, know, do you scary. want to listen to some Huey, uh, some Huey Lewis? My pick of the week. Um, check out anything Jimmy Carter because Jimmy Carter got moved to hospice care over the weekend, and he was just like uh, me, obviously being from Georgia and uh, growing up uh, around the scenes and like Plains, Georgia is like one of those places that I always wanted to go and just go see it once just to go to America's and see what it's like for him. Cause I know people I went to high school with and stuff like that, who've been over and uh, been one of his um, Sunday schools and all that kind of thing. But I think just read anything. I've read his book. I have it over here outlining uh, his early years and just what he did to give up his business to uh, become president and all that. A lot of norms that are just out the window, but like Jimmy Carter uh, just seems like just a, pro- a profoundly decent and, yes. and beautiful and caring human being. Got yes. ruled as president, by the way. Mm-hmm. Let's not overlook. Let's let's not let's not uh, sugarcoat it. He got absolutely. He he did. He he was honestly way too. He was too kind for the role. He was too. He was too. Yes, there. He was mm-hmm. not built for that world, and he got ruled as president. But as in terms of actual human beings elevated to the highest office in the land, it it's it would be hard to find someone who's better than Jimmy Carter. I'm right there with you. Almost 99. Like he turns 99 October. Like it's just a sneaky thing where he just, he's had so many different health stuff over the years. And you're like, Oh, is this it? And it's like, no. And I but mean, the Carter Center. No, I mean, he just does. And him and his wife have just had this great relationship. You just read the books on him. Like he is decent to an unreal degree. And he was never changed by the white house, never changed by anything. And yeah. just a good dude. And it's sad that this is it, but I mean, 98, it's a great life. Was, and was, uh, for, for everyone who was, on the listen to this pod, who I'm sure was not alive during the Carter presidency. <laughs> there, he got he got into a he got into kerfluffle because he started talking like openly about how lust is sinful, and it, mm. in, in certain ways, and, and people were like, "Wait, is he bringing a fire and brimstone preacher kind of thing?" And it's like, no, he's just an incredible, like a true devout Christian who believed that this is a sin, and here's how he deals with it. It's not condemnatory. It's not moralizing. It's not. It wasn't any of that. It was just him speaking openly from his heart, and mm. you know, certain people like that got taken advantage of in a number of different ways. But just, uh just well, like it's, we can't it's, elect it's, that, but we're going to elect Ronald Reagan. Who is, you know, a garbage human? It's hard to even contemplate that level, the kind of like profound empathy that he had. Mm. It's it's really remarkable. Like you, you meet the people like that when you're like, oh, this person was an actual. Like when you talk about why someone would be considered a saint and not in the colloquial sense, it's like, yeah, mm. okay, Jimmy Carter in there, sure. 
I mean, he just left and was like, I'm just going to go teach Sunday school. Like, he just had no use for any of it. Like, he was totally fine in and out. Like, you would never guess if you just ran into him. Uh, like, and, and just good dude. Habitat for Humanity. He was still out doing that years later. Like, he was in his 80s doing, ha- like, building homes for folks. I mean, it was just that guy's story. And I just think he is, he's just amazing. And I think he's, um, he's led a, a life worth living and um, worth uh, celebrating. So, uh, thoughts and prayers to the Carter family. Jason, his son, ran for governor and unfortunately lost uh, years back that I pushed for. Um, but uh, yeah, no, great family. And um, yeah, all the best to the Carters. And uh, read about the Carters because uh, it's it's very much worth your time. Bob, you had a story come out. Uh, I did, about- I did. There was a story last, I wrote a story last week at rollingstone.com uh, mm-hmm. about the Mahomes Hurts Bowl matchup being the first time two black QBs faced off in the big game. And so I spoke to Dr. Harry Edwards and I spoke to Professor Lou Moore about what the material conditions were that got the NFL to this place and why it is both worthy of celebration and not worthy of celebration. Anyway, you can read that at rollingstone.com and uh, I'm sure there's a tweet somewhere where I posted about it, but you know. You can yeah. find it. It's a good blog. Check all our timelines too. It's all over the place. Um, Andrew Hammond, what about you? Want to plug anything as we wrap up here tonight? Well, uh, I will be plugging the last few days of my time at the uh, Detroit Free Press because <laughs> I have accepted a job at uh, AL.com where I will be leading the sports staff as uh, the sports editor at AL.com. Very good. Very good. Very happy. Andrew's getting closer. Like You know Tennessee plays at Alabama this fall. So yeah. Maybe- <laughs> I'm it might be a, a road trip to go see Andrew and go watch a game. We need to get Bob. Like Bob in Tuscaloosa for Tennessee Bama would be oh, I would just have the video, like I would just have my phone video streaming the entire time. Like it's all live, just every moment, Bob. It oh, would, I've, I've been to Tuscaloosa. I, I shot an elephant once there. You know. <laughs> oh my god. You know, because of the Tuscaloosa. That's right. That's right, Bob. Bob Silverman. To do the joke again if it didn't if it went over anyone's head. Oh, hold on. You know what? You know what? No, no. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Bob Silverman, Andrew Hammond, thank you as always. And I'll talk to y'all next week. This has been Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing. Mm-hmm. You're, um, pleasantness you're smart so i think i'm going to hear big things about you nicely done nephew chase thomas podcast hell yeah